Hello everyone, and thank you for joining us on this very special episode of Gameware Express. We have made it to the end of 2020. Before we turn the page on what to look forward to for 2021, we have to celebrate the games that came out last year in our annual Game of the Year podcast. Celebrating them. That's right. <laughs> I changed my list real quick. My name is Adam Arinder, and I have John Michael Carley with me. Hello. Stephen Martin. Thank you for having us here for this black tie affair. <laughs> Glad to be all dressed up and uh, have somewhere to go. That's right. And Renee Martin. It's a me. We're all here. We're all here to celebrate games. Yes. And um, get right to it. We have a few subcategories to go over tonight, as well as our top five lists and rounding out the show with our game of the year. Who's it going to be? We also have heard from you, our audience, via email, which is GamewareExpress at gmail.com, or our Facebook group, which you can just search Gameware and join that private group, and one of us will let you in, and you can talk video games with us. Yes, we've whittled it down to an elite few answers. That's right. <laughs> so the way I figured we'd do this is it's been a couple years. We will go around the table and share our thoughts. We all, talk, we all have personalized lists. As much as I'd love to fight it out and debate and come up with like an overall collective game of the year, we unfortunately just don't have all the resources to do that because you know we, we do this podcast for fun. Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, we're, yeah. we're playing and buying all these games on our own time and on our on our own dime. So I mean, I've been getting paid to do this show. What? Yeah. I don't know who's been paying me. <laughs> You're supposed to divide those checks up between Damn the four it. of us. It's not much. <laughs> <laughs> so there might be some stuff we missed, or you might be like, well, how does this above this, or whatever. And, you know, it, it's our own personalized list. we didn't play it. Right. <laughs> or it was a bad game, mm -hmm. and you're wrong. But, so we can't crown a winner. Mm. We have our secret math formula that we take all of our top five games, plug them in, and it'll do some numbers and spit out a winner. Crunch the numbers. If you can figure out the formula, I will buy you a game. There you go. If you're listening, <laughs> just let me know. <laughs> It'll be a good one. So that'll yeah, be... I didn't say which game. <laughs> so that'll be later this show. I have but... a lot of Steam codes laying around. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're PBR good. PBR on P PS2. That's a good game. <laughs> it's a cheap game. Golden Compass on Xbox? I think I've got a couple copies. Okay. Just yeah, reserve <laughs> mail copies. I'm not mailing a game. I'm sorry for derailing this already. I'll no, no, this. you're good. Okay. So, we're not going to start with the juicy stuff yet. Oh. But since Gameware is a store that likes to sell new games as well as games from the past, I always like to start Game of the Year with what I call our Retro Game of the Year. Now, for Retro, I don't necessarily mean, you know, Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. Just what's your favorite game you played this year that did not come out in 2020? John Michael Carley, we'll start with you tonight. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> come back to me. Okay. Okay. Steven. Let me mute my phone. That's that's a good there idea. There we go. Okay. Actually, you can just go to me. Renee Martin. Okay, well, I'm so, ready to go. All right, fine, fine. Okay. Well, so 2020 was a, a wonderful year for new games, but mm -hmm. there were a couple of old games that you could have played this year as well. Sure. Couple. One of which you can't play anymore at all because they took it away. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I personally do not have a history of playing a lot of mobile games, especially ones that require you to constantly feed oh, yeah. uh, right. feed the beast with, with the Gachapon style of... I don't even know if this game was Gachapon. But anyway, Sega Heroes, I fell in deep and played a lot of and again i don't play these types of games often and this is basically was a match three 
Um, so, you know, anybody could play it because it doesn't take a brain to do so. But it did celebrate uh, all the the greatest franchises in the history of Sega. It was so good. It was great. <laughs> and it even got me playing it. And I, I thought was... you got me playing it. Really? Did I, I thought you got me playing it. I don't remember. It. It's a Mobius even. You, you, are, you are the. <laughs> yeah. I think I did play it first. Steven, yeah. this one's your fault. It is my fault, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't. It may be my my most played game of this year. I don't know <laughs> because I could play it like you know, laying in bed without having to think because it's just dumb. Or it was. Mm-hmm. I keep talking like it's still around, but, but you know, you can't, can't get play anymore. it anymore. I would so. literally wake up at three o'clock in the morning. Still playing. Stephen would still be playing. Play this like, game. Stephen, don't you need to go to bed? I gotta unlock Kiro. More <laughs> I I shards. Yeah, <laughs> and um, gotta level up my big the cat. I did, and boy did I! Yeah, he, yeah, Big was a pretty solid support character. He really was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Big the cat will totally mess you up if you're yeah. the AI, because there's no PvP. Is there PvP in this game? I don't remember. Yeah, but it was still like an AI yeah. database. Well, anyway, you know, we we got to play through the sundown of the game, and when they just opened up the economy, and you could unlock everything, everything. in the game, and even then, it was just like I was still playing it, even though there was really nothing left to do. No. And, I still have it on my phone. You just can't play it. There's, mm-hmm. there's you just turn it on and it says go away. It can't find the server. It's um, like the server is gone. Right. It's so sad. I'm waiting for those private servers to come back. Of course. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> then I can private play it. So not not really a game, so to speak, as maybe just like a way to siphon money. Mm-hmm. But what else am I supposed to do with all those Google survey monies? That's true. Right? That's a good point. I have like sixty dollars now in my Google money that I can't use <laughs> because there's no other mobile game that exists. It's Marvel puzzle Quest. But you don't I, love you know, Marvel I, as much yeah, as I don't, Sega. I, I downloaded it and I installed it and I just... I know. It's, it's, I, didn't, know, I didn't, it didn't vibe it, with it's, me. It's not as accessible as Sega was. You can't run over anybody with a forklift. That is true. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, yet, that, not, yet. not yet. We'll see. So that's my non-ironic answer because you guys know I did play a lot of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, okay, Renee? Well, since we were talking about mathematics earlier... I can either give you a cheat answer or a real answer. I have two answers. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want them both. Okay, so the cheat answer <laughs> is Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, because it's a remake of, okay. you know. Uh, yeah. Okay, well, I mean, that makes me feel better about my answer. <laughs> right, right. So, um, I mean, it. this game, uh, I'll just go ahead and say spoiler alert, didn't make my top five, but it would be- definitely be in my top ten because it's a great little rehash of this game and just a nice little place to go and revisit now with all the updating that they did nice. um so yeah i really enjoyed uh story of season friends of mineral town um but obviously bloodborne is my real answer yeah. <laughs> i feel so silly for not playing it at first but i guess steven you know was the one with one. yeah with the controller yeah. in his hand playing it and <laughs> well, I that would, makes me sound bad <laughs> i would look up from playing pokemon or whatever on my ds and be like huh that that's neat or, oh, this boss battle you've gone through 20 times, but he's still going at it. That's amazing. Yep. <laughs> That's a Souls game, Don't baby. Don't give up. Um, yeah, Bloodborne. It's so good. I'm sad that I haven't beaten it yet, but, uh, you know, it's just kind of kicking my ass. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Bloodborne. Cool. my real answer, but my cheat answer is Story Season from the Middle Town. There you go. Okay. Um, for mine, I played a lot of stuff, actually, that did not come out this year. But the one that kind of stuck with me is one of my favorite games from my childhood, so it's also kind of a cheat answer. But um, well, we all decided to band together and play Final Fantasy X Remastered way oh, back in yeah. like March. I forgot we did that. Like pre-pandemic. Yeah. 
Um, I really enjoyed revisiting that because I hadn't played that game in a decade, I, so I don't good. think. And like revisiting that just brought back all these childhood memories and um, I wasting more time playing Blitzball again at age 30 yeah, than I probably still should don't have. don't like Blitzball. Yeah. I just um, can't care. But, you know, <laughs> going back and revisiting it and seeing how like more um, in-depth the battle system can be yes. and how to, you know, maximize your sphere grid and trying to be more efficient with that as opposed to when you're 12 and you just kind of pick things. Yep. Uh, so go, I, I loved going back and revisiting one of my favorite games from my childhood, Final Fantasy X. So that's probably my answer. Um, yeah, mine is, you know, I don't know why it took me so long for my brain to register it, but it's uh, Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, you know, it came out last year, but I really played it this year. Persona 5 Royal came out in 2020. It's eligible for Game of the Year this well, year. that came out in 2019. You thought wrong, Buckaroo. It came out in Japan. Uh, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. I, I really don't think I played a whole lot of, like, older games. I think most play, of um, what I played was from this play year. Fantasy 10? They, that's my answer. There you <laughs> go. Final Fantasy <laughs> 10. It wins. There you uh, go. I really, like, I think, honestly, like, if, if it's not... Persona 5 Royal, then uh, it's got to be Final Fantasy. I think Final Fantasy is the oldest mm-hmm. game I played this year. So. Hey, there you go. It works. You also played Sega Heroes. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, John Michael, do you have your list ready? We'll start with you. What we're going to do is, as we go around, we're going to save Game of the Year till last. So let's count down back. We're starting sure. at 5 to 2, so and got, then we'll pass it. You know, I've got four whole options ready here. Here we go. Okay. So, I'm going to edit mine with this news that Persona <laughs> 5 Royal came out this year. I can start, um, or we can... No, I got, I got this, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'm going to I'm gonna bump one to put Persona 5 on there. Okay. Um, is So, are we considering this... This is a, is this a hard order that we're putting this on? This is these? a hard order. Oh, yeah, order, order, they're, maybe, they're because being... of math and formula mm-hmm. and secrets. We have okay. to determine, scientifically, the yes. factual number one game. That's mm-hmm. true. Then let's back up. Okay. Four. Number five. Mm-hmm. We're gonna say a Final Fantasy VII remake. Okay. Uh, this is the first time I've ever actually cared about Final Fantasy VII. Um, is based on this remake uh, because it's actually um, I my eyes can look at and process what's happening now mm-hmm. instead of looking at like melted Lego men uh, <laughs> hit other weird looking monstrosities on screen i would for the record like a melted lego man mode for this game I yeah i hear it's coming that. like i would yeah. pay a couple dollars extra <laughs> to have you know i think that'd be fun that'd be interesting yeah. yeah um this fixes um a lot of the the you know there's still plenty of bad narratives <laughs> like choices in here um but it fixes some of the horrible ones from the original version of this game uh, so I finally cared about Final Fantasy VII. I actually saw why people liked this game to begin with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of good here. I know that there's some messy parts to it, um, but uh, good for you over. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I I finished this, which um, <clears throat> most of these games are. I actually, I think these everything on my list is actually something I finished this year. That's impressive. Yeah. So. Um, that that's on there. Uh, is number five. Do, do you, are you excited about whatever happens next in that? I in legitimately that am. Like mm-hmm. I, I finished that game. I was like, I I want to see more. Like, like you know, you're ready for this part two. Yeah, because I you know I've played the original. I know what comes next. Okay. And that's probably what has me more excited is to see how much more this game can open up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, really, I I feel like if seven is the remake 
should maybe act as more of a prologue to a bigger game that should be coming mm-hmm. is what I hope we see going sure. forward. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you this, that that actually bumped off Tony Hawk remake for anyone who's curious. Mm-hmm. That was up there, but now it's not. So. Um, see, now I'm not going to be wondering if it's your fourth, third, second, or first game. Oh, good point. <laughs> so good I want to hear what didn't make your list. Oh, <laughs> uh, you're right. <laughs> so I, I, I crushed the anticipation, but now you're going to be wondering. We can what, go over what almost made your what list. What is on here? Yeah. Um, so number four would be Persona 5 Royal. Okay. Um, yep. I had a great time with that game. There's a lot of weebiness in it. Um, <laughs> as you know, I hit that fast forward button a lot. Yeah. Uh, you can hear all about it in our spoiler cast episode. So go back and listen to that if you haven't. Um, but man, what a good RPG game. Mm-hmm. Like, God, one of the best RPG games I've played in a very long time. And, and I was excited to hear your perspective on it since you didn't play the original yeah. release of it all the way through. So you got to experience the new stuff like new. Yeah. And, you know, again, I had, I had dipped my toe into the waters of the original and it was good. But for whatever reason, Royal, like, actually got its teeth sunk into me. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it's another one, like it's a lengthy game and I, I finished it. Uh, I got the platinum for it. Wow. So yeah. um, uh, it, it was, you know, definitely again, narrative wise, there are parts of it that are, I didn't maybe care for. It was a little eye rolly for me, but uh, all in all, I love the characters. I love the design of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the gameplay mechanics. So it, it's, it's definitely something that I de- cared about a lot to finish. Do you have like a lot of experience with other Persona games? In the oh yeah, 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 absolutely. I've, I've, I've enjoyed that franchise. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know if maybe you hadn't. And that's maybe a good. This that's maybe a good question. Wanted you to. Go yeah, back and you to... know, I, I've, you know, Persona Four on PS2. I also finished yeah. back in the day. Yeah, that's I, so weird to think. Mm-hmm. That like Persona. That's like if your grandfather <laughs> was born in the 1890s or something. Right. Yeah. It's like two generations. It's, it's so generation. far back. Yeah. Yeah. Since I know you're a fan of Muso games, are you going to be picking up Strikers uh, in I will February? check it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Uh, it just depends on the, the packaging of that particular Muso right, game. Sure. So. It comes in a box, usually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like. Um, the, well, you the, can download it. I don't know. <laughs> The the Zelda one is you know not not great like yeah. it was fine but it was no Dynasty Warriors. Sure. Do we have like and a not, category for most anticipated Musou game? <laughs> because there's plenty out there. We should. We're like it. most desired. Yeah, yeah mine is a good Power Rangers, good Dynasty yeah. Warriors, um, good Dynasty Warriors. Yeah, like yeah. if ten, the next one it's probably just. I bet the next one's just called the Dynasty Warriors. The, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, Dynasty Warriors X. Yeah, no, I think that's already one. Oh. Yeah. Okay, we'll move it along here. Um, So, number three Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. That game is the most gorgeous game I've seen in forever, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, That game hooked me immediately for a game I didn't know I was going to fall in love with. Right. Uh, Like, right off the back, I was like, Whoa, this game, like, I didn't know I was going to love this. But it was going to be a game. I was like, yeah, I'll check it out. I'll pick it up, see what's what's happening. And for whatever reason, like the gorgeous visuals, the, you know, the fun combat mechanics, like it it won me over almost instantly. Mm-hmm. And another one that I finished, got the platinum on. Um I don't know, it was just 
it was a surprise and the game that I didn't know I wanted. Maybe so. most surprising. I think so. <laughs> I think yeah. it was probably the most surprising. Hey, let's not get ahead of ourselves I now. I could have played this year. The uh. The most impressive thing about that game to me is like it ran and looked really good on my base PS4 yeah, it, before it's... I was able to upgrade to a PS5. How, how did they do that? I know. What are they? What is Sucker Punch doing? It's just that, that, that other developers are not. They can focus on one platform instead of nine. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least that's you know what they that's say. That's true. Uh, you know, still, and I, I love the characters in this game as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, they're. It's just so good. Like yeah. Kurosawa mode is one of the most inventive things I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's just putting the game kind of in black and white, but there's something like there's well, a style to it. There is. Like it's everything in this game has some sort of cool style. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at uh, how well this game was received in Japan. Like right. critically as well as commercially. Like mm-hmm. it sold very well and critically achieved, you know, high marks. I I thought that maybe the, you know, the zeitgeist there would be that this game was made by a Western studio that's just kind of aping style from Japanese cinema. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Overwhelmingly love this game. And yeah. actually, Ghost of Tsushima, it was the 10th best-selling game in Japan. Wow. So. That's wow. huge. Yeah, yeah that's for huge. a Western developer, Western that's developer. Like an open world. insanely good. Yeah, an open-world Western-developed game. You can definitely Japan. tell like a bunch of love and, and care went into oh, yeah, this game Punch. For sure. Oh, yeah. Um... See, if I tell you my number two, then you're immediately what? gonna know what my number well, one we is. Well, we will at the table, but the audience All right, that's at home true. might not. That's true. Okay. So we, just because we know it. Alright, good point, with, audience. Because Here it's gonna go. be the same when we get to mine, but that's okay. Alright, that's fair. Number two is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because that was another surprising game. And this Absolutely. is coming from Absolutely. This is coming from a person who loves the Yakuza series and has played every game in the series, but for whatever reason, this was just a breath of fresh air that this series needed like hands down like we're gonna talk about fantastic rpg games oh my god Mm -hmm. this game is funny and sincere and serious and uh looks good and is good writing and i don't know it's there's so much to do yeah uh, I'm I'm working on getting that platinum. I said I wasn't, but here I am. Of course am. you are. Uh, I've gotten my characters all to level 99 as oh their base God. level. Now I'm working on job levels, getting them up to be able to take on the secret final dungeon. Oh wow! Okay. Um, which is the final thing I need to do to get the platinum. So how many um, hours did you or have you logged so far? I am I at about. Say. It's actually less than Persona. Okay. Um, so less I'm than 150. That's respects good. your time more. Exactly. <laughs> I guys. think I'm at about 75 hours. Oh, now. Okay. now that's with me going back and doing some serious grinding for levels sure. to do to try and get this platinum. Okay. Uh, base game maybe about 50 hours. Okay. That's maybe 60. I, I don't. I don't. Ooh. I didn't check my final, but it's, it's somewhere between 50 to 60. I was hours. not expecting that much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now again, I did a lot before I finished the game. Sure. Uh, I did a lot of the the sub stories, side quests, things like that that you can do. Uh, so I got my my dollars worth out of it. Absolutely, okay. sounds like it. So um, yeah, I, I oh, go play Yakuza Like a Dragon. If you've never played the series, go play Yakuza. <laughs> if you've played the series and love it, go play Yakuza Like a Dragon. Right. Like it's if anything else on this list, that's the one game where if I just I need everyone to go play it. 
Now you're making me think, Joe. I, I need to like reorder my games. <laughs> yeah, is Yakuza Like a Dragon not number one or two on your list? Because right? it should be. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, you'll have to wait. Well, to let's out. go. Well, we can go on. That was my top four. Uh, so what you got, Steve? So for a game to... Are you going with your list? Because I was gonna, I was yeah, gonna, I was going. gonna some stuff in between there. That's fine. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to ruin that seamless transition. It was, it was beautiful. It was God. beautiful, but the pacing of the show needs to needs uh, to space out. But so beautiful I, I'm moments sorry. are always show you how the sausage is made. Come into <laughs> right. my office and I will show you a made sausage. Um, throwing it over to our Facebook group, I was gonna read off some of the uh, what our oh, commenters said. Oh yeah, I would love said. to hear that yeah. actually. So starting at the top. Um, friend of the show, Rory, he was on a month or two yeah, ago. Yeah, he yeah. dropped his top five in no particular order. He says, Hades, Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Crusader Kings 3, yes. and Call of Duty Warzone. Now, he was on specifically to talk about Crusader Kings 3. Yeah, exactly. So I'm going to mark that as Rory's game of the year. If not, <laughs> he can come fight me. So. Um, Michael E. Uh, comments with Doom Eternal. And Yakuza 7. Yeah, Yakuza correct. That is his game of the year, because I said it has to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then there's another Adam. Adam M. writes and, and says his top five, uh, in no particular order, Last of Us Part 2, Ghost of Tsushima, yeah. Astro's Playroom, Spider-Man Miles Morales, mm -hmm. and Demon Souls. Nice. He says his, his yes. favorite is a tie between Ghost of Tsushima yeah. and Astro's Playroom. Okay. That's yeah. respectable. So, um, And then Steven... Put you on hold a little more before we get to Whoa. your list. <laughs> let's talk, uh, which we already talked a little bit about. Let's talk biggest surprise yeah. of 2020. Um, I kind of framed this category around a game that you weren't expecting a lot out of, and it was a surprise because you know it was great. Yes. You liked it. Uh, kind of the opposite of most disappointing, which we scratched this year because you know it seemed a little down and negative. It's, it's negative. Yeah, things we up don't, and positive. We don't need all that. Not not from 2020. Right. No. Um. So who wants to lead off first with well, biggest surprise? Well, I'm we'll just piggyback yeah. off my list. It was it's got to be Ghost of Tsushima, right? Okay. Again, mm -hmm. I just said like I was not anticipating that. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was gonna be. Uh, you know, I, I didn't even look that much into this game before it came out. I was like, oh, it looks visually kind of cool. It's set in Japan. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, it, it just I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't that because that's too good. <laughs> like. <laughs> It was something way less cool than what I got. Uh, I was not expecting like the perfect Assassin's Creed game to be made by a company that's not made any Assassin's Creed games before. Right. So, um, it, yeah, it's got to be Ghost of Tsushima for me. Okay, Steven? Can we skip me? Because I don't... Renee? Well, I think my best surprise is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. Let me, let me jump All in right. with you because that's also my answer. <laughs> yeah, yes. right? I mean, I just... Going back and forth between those two. Yeah. <laughs> Well, can right. we just talk about both of them? Because I mean, consider well, I I completely agree with John Michael because I typically don't enjoy playing Assassin's Creed games, and this yeah. you know mm -hmm. is an Assassin's Creed game, but with the skin that people have been asking for for <laughs> exactly. like five years, and mm -hmm. so good, like it's, they nailed it, incredibly it. polished. Yeah. yeah, you know, they 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 really they really knocked it home with that one, and and the visuals, I can't. It's easily like, a game um, you could probably mainline in twenty hours or like sink your teeth into for like. 80 if you yeah. really wanted to go do all that side stuff and really explore all the secrets on that I island did. yeah right exactly <laughs> and um anyway i'm sure we're talking more about ghost of tsushima but yeah talk this talk show. more about like a dragon why was that so surprising <laughs> and and that is incredibly surprising because it was a uh, it was like an april fool ship yeah you know we're gonna make a turn-based yakuza mm -hmm. oh that's funny yeah everything about this game seems like it like 
how is there an 80-hour game that is a 100% right? joke that lands so well? Mm-hmm. Do you want to comment before I jump in? Oh, yeah, no, I was just going to say because I have had, like, a little bit of interest in the Yakuza series, right. like, just a little bit. Uh, I have a friend who's, like, a completely obsessed with it. And I've it's watched me. Steven. John <laughs> <laughs> <Joe> Michael. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I've watched Steven play a little bit of the games, and they seem interesting, but whatever. But then whenever Steven said, this is a turn-based RPG, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and then Steven said, he's obsessed with Dragon Quest. I was like, okay, I'm in this. <laughs> so playing this game, because I have gotten to actually put my hands on the controller and nice. play it. Nice. If anyone is out there thinking that I did not, I have. <laughs> I was playing it earlier before we came here. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, just... Isn't it so refreshing and just like a, I don't know, I just it makes me happy to play. Yeah. See, similar to you, I've been interested in the Yakuza series because of John Michael, and I know Steven and a few other people I know are fans of that. I've seen a post on social media, but I, there was nothing ever that made me want to like really jump in because I knew it was a, it was a pretty lengthy yeah, yeah, franchise. Yeah. But sure. When this one comes in as like a spinoff kind of with the d- different characters and obviously mm-hmm. a different um, rule set. I decided to give it a shot because you were talking up so highly on that episode and I was not expecting to play it for like 15 hours this past weekend and and move through it because yeah, it just works so well and the the tongue is planted firmly in the cheek. Oh, every single But it's not like super cringy or eye-rolly. No, it's funny. It's legitimately funny. And like it's impressive to me that they were able to pull that off and that I want to keep playing it. I think the past couple weeks we've recorded this show we've both been like all right let's wrap this up so we can go play more yakuza. yeah every time we talk about it it makes me fall more in love with it mm-hmm. so that, that's it's the biggest surprise to me i did not expect it to show up on any list of mine here it is and where it is <laughs> you'll find out soon okay <laughs> all right steven so i think for any game to make a best of the game best of the year list right it, it, it's a game that needs to leave you kind of wanting more uh, sure. And a game that maybe limits what's available to you. And, like, it's not a sprawling experience. You know? Sure, Maybe sure. it is, like, a smaller experience. And I also think that when launching a new console, having something that kind of allows your player to understand what the purpose of this or... Like, a Mario 64, when the N64 came out, was important because it showed you how to use a controller. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so Astro's Playroom on the PS5 yep. is that. It's basically... It's not as grandiose, and it won't be as influential of a game as Mario 64. No. But it is the... the it, it's the criterion of which you can experience what the DualShock no, or the DualSense is capable of. It deserves to be in the same echelon uh, yeah. as Mario 64. And this game has just left me wanting more Astrobot. Like, I, mm-hmm. I've got my... You know, virtual my, my PSVR in a box somewhere, <laughs> and I've never played you know at the Astro VR game, and it's like, well, God, I need, I need to hook this up so I can actually get some more Astro because I, I need more Astro. Even when that came out, people were just talking highly of that game. Outside of it, oh, it's a VR game. Like people right. were talking highly it's of actually, it as a yeah, good yeah, platformer yeah. then, and, and we yeah. kind of have that again of, oh, it's just a controller demo game, but oh, it's actually like a good it's game. It's really good, yeah. You know, and it's also just this like magnanimous. Uh, like honor to PlayStation's history Mm -hmm. because PlayStation does not have, uh, and we've talked about this. It doesn't, it doesn't have what Nintendo has Mm -hmm. in like these timeless nostalgic characters Mm -hmm. that Nintendo just effortlessly has (laughs) put out for 30 years, 35 Mm -hmm. years, 40 years. 
Um, so instead, you know, I don't know what you would call the nostalgia of PlayStation. It, it's it's just it's games peripherals, themselves. and it's it's it, it's not the stories and the characters, but it is the, it is it's, the game. It's the game, extent. right? Mm-hmm. So it's not we're not basing it on the characters yeah. necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's like oh, I remember like and I don't I, know, I remember playing this, and that nostalgia gets me. Some of my favorite parts of this game, which can't really be or shouldn't really be reproduced in another game but it's like trying to figure out what the little vignettes are yes. you know mm-hmm. are, are kind of showing you about playstation's past and unlocking I, i've never been so excited to unlock a, a model of a memory card yeah uh, <laughs> yep. in a video game but and, and to think like i own almost every single piece of hardware in this little room and that's cool to me yep yeah i remember using my ps2 multi-tap to play nba ballers on it like yeah, yeah. And here i go Who I amongst us it. didn't do that. <laughs> so yeah i mean that, that's my that's my number five it's plus a like game. it looks gorgeous i remember yeah. it was the, obviously the first thing i played on my ps5 on my new 4k tv and when you go out in that beach level oh yeah. i always like yeah. holy shit yeah, I wanted, it just looks so good. And really the um the like the vehicle levels to me were kind of hit or miss. Mm-hmm. Like every sure, time I'd get yeah. to a vehicle level, I just wanted more of the platforming level. Yeah, but uh, I think that was good. Yeah. Because it just it made me want to continue on with that. I think within two or three days I'd platinum it. Mm-hmm. I still want more. Can't it's such a it. good way to introduce people to the system. I mean, we watched our nephew play it, yeah. you know, a little while ago. He loved it too. And he did love it. It was He'd just really rather neat. play one of the not not <laughs> shooting games that people play now. Uh, Medal of Honor. No, not that one. Although there is a VR one that just came out. Plus, that game really takes advantage of again more PS5 features, like using the SSD yeah. to do a lot of those like time trial missions. Yeah, right. Where if you fail, just start it back up. Or if you're even just on the home menu, you can just Jump click to start it and to... it gets you right there. Yeah. yeah. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing more Astro, hopefully soon. But mm-hmm. um, and it, so my number four game. It, the question that some people maybe ask themselves is, can a video game be a form of therapy? Like mm-hmm. a way to like calm yourself. Sure or can. Slow things down and maybe just walk around and like visit historical parts of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe the answer is yes. So Ghost of Tsushima is, it's a game that, yeah, it's, it's kind of like, it, it's an Assassin's Creed game. But I think that takes away from it. I agree. You know, because yeah, it's... it's it's also a game of like passion because yeah. the the development team and the artists that worked on this game obviously like studied so much about God. the history of Japan and and so not good. just the you know the people but the the locations and the environments and it's maybe the most beautiful game that's like come out this year maybe the past 10 years. Oh, I would hands down agree with that. And I I don't know how many times I've like started an Assassin's Creed game because that's just what you do. <laughs> yeah. Right? Ever right. since the first one, yeah, literally like the first, the first like game. Two or three towers and, and then you're done. And I don't, I've never even finished an Assassin's Creed game. You mm-hmm. know? I don't think just, you're supposed never, to. You can. I think <laughs> there's credits in there. I don't know. But yeah, and and, and like I said earlier, we they've been wanting a, a a Japan-centered or Japan-focused Assassin's Creed game for so long, and look who made it. It was right. Sucker Punch. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I think wasn't it was it Sucker Punch? We everyone was assumed that they were going to make Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. And then it ended up being Insomniac. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's probably a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah. We ended up getting an incredible Spider-Man game, and then we got this brand new game that we never uh, thought we would have. So. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was my number four. That's a great game. I, I, I will disclose that I've not finished this game yet. Mm-hmm. So sorry if you think that shouldn't be on my list, but <laughs> you played it, right? I did. Yeah. You have opinions on it. You're allowed to. And then, um, so for my number three, and this may be a little surprising, but, um, Hades, I don't have anything mm-hmm. else to say before I actually said the name of the game. 
So, <laughs> I, I, I really like roguelites. Roguelites. Do we ever figure out the difference between the two? Roguelikes, roguelite. Uh, it's, just say it's, it. It, no. is, it is both of them. I really actually. like this game. So, it, for a game like this to be successful, it needs to have a really good, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a hook? Yeah. Gameplay it, loop? It's gotta have the loop. That's yeah. the word I was actually looking for. Yeah. So, and Hades has a perfect loop. Yeah. Because it's a game where you can, well, I only have 10 minutes to play a game. Well, how about Hades? Yeah. I have right. three hours to play a game. Well, I would recommend Hades. Yeah. Um, and it does the one thing that I don't think any other developer has successfully been able to figure out is put narrative into that. Yep. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Uh, at least as well as they do. Right? Even like a cohesive you, narrative that yeah. keeps yes. going forward. And even after you beat the game. Yeah. Like beat, quote unquote, yeah, the game. Yeah, because there's um, so much more. Yeah. I mean, it's just everything about this game is near perfection and maybe it is perfection um and maybe it should be higher on my list um but maybe i just haven't put enough time into it maybe mm -hmm. it would be so um one thing that it's not super giant right it's super massive greg kasavin studio I always mix up the two i think it's super no, massive. It's super massive super massive so they've put out daringly they've put out like such different projects and it's right. super giant super giant. oh shit, it is. So, yeah, super yeah, massive yeah, makes massive uh, until dawn yeah so that oh, yes. Okay. Every time the studio gets to work on a new game, it's like they completely challenge themselves by like throwing away everything they did before. Correct, yeah. And doing something completely different when they could easily sequel or iterize. Bastion or iterize. 8 at this point. Yeah, they could, they could totally do that. <laughs> um, and that makes me really excited to see what they're going to do in the future because it's like every time they put out a new game, it's like a new world with these fascinating yeah. characters and incredible voice acting. Um but anyway, so Hades is fucking phenomenal. Mm -hmm. so um, it is such an incredible game. And uh, it's oddly enough, like, perfectly on the Switch. And I usually don't like hey, playing yeah. Joy-Con, but so I have been playing this mostly Joy-Con. I so. love, like, portably? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just one of those bedtime games. Absolutely. And number two, I want to talk a little bit about um, kind of the history of uh, uh, someone's career in games. Uh, Toshiro Nagoshi. Okay, this is a guy that started working for Sega uh, way back in the arcade days. Worked mm -hmm. on like arcade racing games, like virtual racing. Worked on Daytona. Um, worked on Virtua Fighter. Um, huh. It ended up being like a, <laughs> a director on Shenmue, right, for Dreamcast, which was this like most expensive video game project in the history of games. And then um, was the director and producer on Monkey Ball, F Zero GX, Yakuza. The entire franchise. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if there's anyone in games that has worked on like so many different types of games. Cause we're talking about like arcade style racing right. games, like, um, you know, story based adventure, adventure games. games. Yeah, yeah. Like tons of different types of games. And, um, Yakuza 7, which basically like throws away some of the formula for the Yakuza franchise. Because really all yeah. they did was change the way the combat encounters work. Right. Yep. And it, it works so well. It's like it, it was so much fun. I was so concerned when I knew it was going to be turn-based. I was like, that's interesting, but that's not how Yakuza works. And it turns out it is. It is. It's <laughs> it's it's one of those games where like I I could mainline it, but I just want to kind of walk around and see yep. like what else is going on in this little world of mine. And mm -hmm. all the characters, like we said, they're so like it's it's really refreshing in a turn-based RPG. To have a protagonist that's not like a silent, sullen, correct. Like it's it's someone who's I don't know if I've ever played an RPG with someone as positive <laughs> and is like excited yeah. to like go out and collect bugs and beat up. Like, yeah, we're people. gonna do it. 
I love always excited. Everything is a challenge to him, and he's gonna he's maybe gonna beat every challenge. One of the best characters that's come out. One of the best new characters. I don't know. I don't know. But that's my number two game. Uh, I haven't again disclosure. I've not beaten this game, mm-hmm. but I am loving it. I think I'm like thirty hours in right now. Nice, nice. So I'm not gonna stop anytime. Soon. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Finish it. I did. Yeah. Do you recommend? That's my number two. It's a solid list so far, Stephen. It's a really good yeah, list. That's it's a been pretty a good, good, good list. games this year. Uh, before we go back to our audience list, let's do our next subcategory of best new character. I think we can all be Ooh. in agreement. Ichiban. Yeah. Ichiban Kasuga. Kasuga from Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. He's yeah. such Pretty a great. cool character. God. I mean. I want to know where, like, maybe just do a little spoiler here. Early in the game, there's like a bullet hole in one of his jackets or his mm-hmm. jacket. Yeah. How do they fix that? They never explain that. <laughs> the bullet hole's gone pretty jacket. quick. Is it? Because it looks like the same jacket. They don't, they don't explain it. Maybe, just... maybe he found like a, um, like a, a pawn shop. Or like a uh, you know like a goodwill, yeah. And he found an, another old that red same suit, twenty year old suit. Because mm-hmm. the scar is in him for like the rest of the game, but oh, yeah. not in the suit pocket. You're right, right. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like Tom Michael just said, a breath of fresh air. Like yeah. whatever, whatever obstacle he's thrown has been thrown in that game so far he always has this like positive outlook on how to overturn it even when all of his friends are like, "Fuck this, let's get out of here." Yeah, it's you know you play games a lot and it's like. We're never gonna be able to beat this boss, and you know, like everyone in your party is like, "Oh yeah, it's gonna be real tough." Mm-hmm. Like, "Oh no, what are we gonna do?" It's not like that in this game. Every situation, it's like, "Nope, we got this." Like, this is not gonna be a problem because mm-hmm. I'm gonna take care of it. Like, yeah, and it like it, I don't know his like peppy, positive, can-do attitude. I found I find like affecting my daily real life. Yeah, that dude. sounds crazy. Like, well, if I can approach this the way he does, like maybe I can, you know, come overcome this hurdle, or and it's you know, not annoying. Either. Exactly, it's like not like ver- like grossly in your face, like happy go lucky. It's just mm-hmm. positive attitude with some just some badassery behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, normally, a character like this would be like friend of main character. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. So having like this super positive sweet good boy like as your main character is just really nice Mm -hmm. did you have one right now us three i think we're no i completely (laughs) i want to see more of ichi like he's great i think that's our first consensus on one of these subcategories that's it look ichiban kasuga best new character everyone play like a dragon that's right it was either him or like that new skin that came out in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Kratos, the yeah. banana with bones inside. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, Green Arrow. Going back to the gameware group, some more uh, best games. Kyle C says Carrion. I think. You think Stephen's like Carrion? Wait, are you saying I think it's a game worthy of? He wrote Carrion. I, I think. think. Oh, that's think. Carrion's great. It made mm-hmm. my top ten. It didn't make my. It's not my number one, but right. it did make my top ten list. It's no, like no, it's not your number one. Uh, car- so Carrion's so cool because it's it's not a Metroidvania, but it kind of is. But you're like the bad guy because you're the monster, mm-hmm. or more- are you the bad guy? I don't know. Ooh. We need more games where we're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you've ever wanted to play a game where you're the the monster from the thing, I mean, this is that, right? right. Because you're like. You literally can control people's bodies. Yeah, which like, is weird because they made a couple of the thing games. Yeah, the, well, so that one on the Xbox is really good. Yeah, I don't know if was there another one other than that. They made uh, a PS2 version. This is the same game. Yeah, yeah, those that game is good. Yeah, and I mean, um, yeah, but you can't be the monster. No, well, but you have to figure out if your friends are. That's true. In that yeah, game. yeah, man, like Among Us. Yeah, 
<laughs> Let's see. Also, oh, lost my page. Uh, Stefan O says Doom Eternal, Control, which I think was last year. Yeah, but it's okay though. They played yeah. it this year. Yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk. Astro's Playroom and WWE Battlegrounds. Whoa! I like wanted to play more of Control, which maybe would have made my like retro game of the year list. Mm-hmm. But once they said that there's going to be like an update to uh, the PS5 for that, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to wait. That's how I feel. Out. I'd rather wait and play a PS5 yeah. version of that game because I hear it ran not great on yeah, old it platforms. It ran okay. Stuttery problems every now mm-hmm. and then, but nothing. It wasn't anything. Well, I was on a base PS4 also. It's I want to see that Ashtray Maze in HDR with ray tracing. Yes, in the highest resolution. I just want to see everything with ray tracing now. Yeah. <laughs> Especially, I mean, control whether you like the game's narrative uh, or if you don't like the gunplay or the movement. I mean, it is a beautiful game. It, like, it certainly it, it is. It does some crazy shit. Yeah. Like, I've, there's stuff in that game that I've never seen anyone attempt in a game before hmm. visually. So I think it, it's very it's worth it to play it on either a really it's, good PC or wait at until... At the very least, it's an interesting game to play. It's very interesting. And I'm a sucker for any FMV inclusion uh, right. inclusion into a video game. Yep. Like, if you put you FMV in your game, <laughs> I'm down to play. Did you play much Quantum Break, like, five years ago? Yeah, and I don't know... Featuring Iceman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Quantum Break, uh, I don't... Maybe it was just too stodgy. Like it's kind of slow. Yeah, the uh, movement, everything was just kind of like I was, it's like you're wearing uh, like shoe boxes filled with water on your feet the whole time. Oh, see, every time I, I think to start control, I think of that game, which was interesting, but I fell off of because the gameplay was dull. Yeah. So I didn't know if control had that same problem. Or I not. mean, control is more like no, there's insane. Like it's 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 mm-hmm. more like spastic, whereas quantum quantum leap. <laughs> yeah, that was quantum it. break. <laughs> quantum break seemed like a, a run by the. Run by the numbers, like uh, hide behind something type mm-hmm. game, duck yeah. and cover type thing. Looks like Control Ultimate Edition's coming out um, digitally out. on February second, physically on March second. Yeah, well, I mean, you could get the ultimate upgrade right now. Oh, like PS4. But you have to pay for it, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like, yeah, twenty five dollars or thirty five. Gotcha. So I think then, I have it on PS4, but I haven't played it. Yeah. Um, and then finally for this round, Jacob L list his top five he didn't say this is an order but he lists the last of us part two ghost of tsushima final fantasy 7 remake hades and astro's playroom oh. coming in at number five he said bumping off animal crossing new horizon for that number five spot all right renee let's pass it on to you okay. you're, you're up. number five through number two all right cool so here's my five through two number five Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yeah. <laughs> because it is just so much fun. And Ichi is just a great, you know, main character. Um, love to just see him just being so cute all the time. And, you know, all not even like reluctantly is everyone following him. I think they're just like really empowered by him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even though they make fun of him, sometimes like, oh, you always want to be this Dragon Quest hero. They're all like... Yeah, we're gonna help you yeah. realize your dreams. You're a good boy. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really cute. I mean, I unironically love cheesy things, and this whole <laughs> game's just super cheesy. Like, um, there's like this scene in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You might know the one I'm talking about, Stephen, where one of the characters is just like in their car singing Rick Astley, and then someone calls and he like lowers the volume and answers the phone. He's like, "Oh, I was just singing Rick Astley." Like that's me. <laughs> I love just cheesy, goofy things. Unironically, um, 
Yeah. Uh, I also, while playing this game, I've been taking like a lot of just little screen caps yeah. of things that just amuse <laughs> me. Like, um, what is that one enemy that like has the uh, pool? Like, he's like covered himself in oil and he's got like a. Oh, man. Or like lube a, or something. Yeah, lube. I don't know. And City slicker. City okay, slicker. so oh. I was just crying over the city slicker's little like dance that he does while he's moving there's around so, the battlefield. Yeah, there's some like really like <laughs> creepy but funny animations for some of these enemy types where they do like dances and stuff. Yeah, they're so uncomfortably funny. And we ran into the city slicker for the first time right after we had done this little um like part where people were paying this lady to be like their mom and they were all in diapers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I took pictures of that too and I posted oh, them man. on my Instagram and I had like a dozen people in my DMs that are like, what is this game? I have to know the reasons. So I think I turned on like a bunch of people to Yakuza like a dragon. On, huh? <laughs> um, well, I mean... <laughs> so yeah, that's my number five. It... Probably deserves to be higher. Um, I wish, I don't know, I wish we had beaten it for this so that I could put it higher. But number four, I have to give to Persona 5 Royal. Yes. Um, I loved all the new additions. I liked the new music, though I didn't think it was maybe as great as the original music. If I had just heard the new music, I would have been like, oh my god, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um and I really do think that this would have been my number one if it was my first time experiencing this game. Mm, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I really loved vanilla Persona 5. I got in so deep in, um, you know, that game and the story and just everything about it and the fandom itself, too, uh, for a little moment there. Um, <laughs> but as you know, it's never a good idea to really dip your toes into that. It's always good to observe, but never to really get into that pool. Absolutely. Same, you guys. There you go. <laughs> so, um, but, you know... The Persona series since 4 has kind of been doing this thing that I don't like as much where we get all these spin-offs and I feel like sometimes the spin-offs maybe change a little bit of like what is canon and that just like bothers sure. me. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if this had been vanilla, this would have been like my favorite game of all time, I mm-hmm. think. Um but since it is just, you know, the little offshoot game and there's been lots of other little offshoot things and there's been an anime that was kind of shitty but also okay. <laughs> um, since I've just been in this tepid pool that is Persona for a while, I'm wanting to get out of the pool and this was a good last experience. That's why I don't know if I'll play Strikers. Yeah. Just because I'm just so much Persona 5. While it's so good and the style of it is amazing, I just I think I'm I'm good with my Persona Five. You know, I mean, after what 100 and what yeah. 30 or 40 hours yeah. the first time, 160 hours, you've over 300 hours. Really easy to get burned out yeah. in this game, so um, it's understandable. Yeah, you never know. In like two or three years, you're like, maybe I'll go revisit some of that. What if they Persona did 5 spin-off? Persona Five Racers, where it's oh, like where it's a kart racing, you know. Then I would be wondering why they didn't just do Shin Megami Racer. That's a well, better idea. They do. But yeah. it's like Musu Racers. Cart oh. <laughs> racing, and you have to defeat a thousand enemies on screen at once. Kind of like yeah. the Dead Rising in the like in the parking garage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah, I would do that. Turn that into that. a full game. <laughs> um, my number three is The Last of Us Part Two. 
Um, so obviously this is a game that impacted so many people and it's number one on so many lists. Sure. But it's my <laughs> it's my number three um, because it I mean it made my list just because it was so impactful to me. Um, it's I think one of the only games that's like really moved me to tears a couple times and within mm-hmm. the whole game. Um, uh, just every moment uh, from you know just uh, I'd say. Oh, oh, I've lost my thoughts. But anyway, every moment of it was just very unique and just kept me on the edge of my seat through each chapter of it. Um, Laura Bailey. Yeah, Laura Bailey's amazing. <laughs> the, yeah, Laura Bailey and Ashley Johnson are awesome. It's too bad there wasn't more of Troy Baker in it. That's true. But, you know, from what he did was good. Um, I wish that there was maybe a little bit more to do after the game. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I guess that would have just been the cherry on top of the whole experience. Um, but I'm not a big fan of maraschino cherries anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's that. Anyway, it's a great game. I like the story. I enjoyed all the characters. I think it And the music my... was fantastic. Oh, I don't think we yes. have a best... Do we have a best music? We yeah. do have a best music category coming up next. Oh, well, then... <laughs> okay. <clears throat> I also really love listening to that uh, cover of Take On Me. Yeah. Like, over yeah. and over. I've over pulled and that so up good. on YouTube a whole bunch. It's yeah. really good. Is this <laughs> the one that you never saw? <laughs> Not in the game. I'm going to look it on YouTube later. But yeah, no, I must have missed it in the game. Um, so that brings me to my number two, which is 13 Sentinels. Rim. Oh, yeah. And I really wish that this game had gotten more recognition. Um, I feel like, you know, I feel like it's a slow burn for this game. Like, I feel like I'm seeing bits and pieces start popping up here and there. Yeah. After, like, you have, like, introduced the world to it. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's definitely not on par with Odin Sphere, sure. obviously. I mean, Odin Sphere was action-packed, and the story was just amazing. And this is all story, and it's great. But like you said, even playing it is a slow burn, because this is going to sound negative about it, but it seems like when the story's presented to you, there's so much going on as you're unlocking all these characters. Once you have all of the characters unlocked... And the story is just like this giant yarn jumble that is handed to you. You're like, what is going on? <laughs> and you don't, you're like, do I want to keep playing? What? I don't know what's happening. But as you are unraveling things and all of these shocking, I don't know, realizations come to you, mm-hmm. it is so satisfying just to see everything wrapped up and presented to you for the ending as well. And the way that I played it is I would play like an hour and a half or two hours before I went to bed. Um, so I would play a lot of the story mode, and then I would play maybe a couple of the little um, RTS-like missions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I would you know, just kind of call it a night. Um, and the time kind of goes back – the timeline kind of goes back and forth. I mean, obviously, that's kind of what this whole game is about. But um, – Really, if if you are a kid that grew up in the 80s and you ever dreamed of going into a big robot <laughs> um, and fighting kaiju, like if you liked Godzilla movies, yes. um, you will love this game. And really, it is a love letter to that time period. And while I was born in 88, um, you might not think that I would have as much experience with that, but it really brought me back to um, growing up, uh, I found these like Macross, Robotech, uh, VHS oh, tapes yeah. in my brother's closet and was like, 
we called him whenever he was in the Air Force Academy. He was like, hey, can I watch this Robotech episode <laughs> one through three, episode four and five? And he was like, oh, my God, yes. Watch that for <laughs> you sure. You actually have to now. So I feel like I do have a little bit, you know, skin in this game of, you know, giant robots. And also, I was a big Gundam Wing fan. Mm-hmm. So Look, anyone tells you you can't, that's called gatekeeping, and you're allowed to like whatever you want. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, 13 Sentinels is my number two. Also, special shout out to my favorite babies from this game, which was Takatoshi Hijiyama, because he was super cute, and he loved Yakisoba Pond. He was, mm. like, obsessed with Yakisoba Pond. Mm-hmm. He was from, like, World War II era, and he got sent to, like, the 80s. Whoa, and like so Captain he America. just... he was amazed with you know just the way that tokyo had changed but the one thing that he just loved so much was yakisoba bread (laughs) and it was just i thought that was the cutest thing and then also not to know the character not to know because she was so cute and brave and she had this little robot that followed her around and they would go to different time periods together and his name was bj and he was very cute (laughs) So, yeah, my babies. I love them. It's a great game. If you were thinking about going out and buying mm-hmm. it, maybe you should definitely do it because it's amazing. If there was, if we had a category of, like, what's the game you wanted to play this year and never got around to it, that would be the top of my list. But I keep <laughs> wanting to play it. I keep wanting <laughs> to play it. Earlier today. Yeah, and I just, I like, the timing or the money or whatever just wasn't right yeah. to get it. But I want to I, I want to play it's it. True. I'm on this, like, Japanese game kick for the past however many months, and this could kind of feel like slot right in with the rest of them. It would be perfect for you mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Maybe after Japan. Yakuza. When yeah. I yeah. That yeah. Out, you still need to be to in Japan. Yeah. Um, let's throw it back to our uh, fan write-ins on our Gameware page. Uh, let's start with our old friend of the show, former panelist, who just had his first baby this past month, Neil Bonham. Congratulations. Yay. He writes in um, with his top five. Again, I'm not sure if it's in the order, but he'll read it as he typed it. With Final Fantasy VII Remake, Dragon Quest XI, uh, S. S. Yeah, S. Mm -hmm. uh, Comes of a new age. Carrion, The Last of Us Part II, and Destiny 2 Beyond Light. Uh, and of course, he asked cheating a little bit. <laughs> I think that was the expansion that came out this year. Yeah, so it you is, know, but, he, but Destiny is on his list every year every for the past year. six years. He also asked, "Does this Vanquish and Bayonetta count?" Yes, sure. <laughs> uh, so thanks for sending those in, Neil. Uh, whenever you're uh, free from the baby, we'd love to have you back on. Yeah. Um, Brandon R writes in and says, "Doom Eternal, hands down for me." Astro was awesome too. I know they aren't new games, but Mario 3D All Stars was a killer release too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I forgot that did come out. I downloaded that Doom counts. on my Xbox. I haven't played it. Mm-hmm. It's I on played, Game Pass. Play a little bit of Doom. Check it out. I'll play it on easy. It's alright. Yeah. And as as I alluded to, our next little subcategory is best music. All right, let's get into that. Uh, John Michael, do you want to lead off on best music? Yeah, I you know I don't know if I had any strong feelings until we kind of started this episode, but I. I I think I am going to have to give it to The Last of Us Part 2 for mm-hmm. best music. Um, just the way they integrate that music in that game is kind of perfect. Um, everything is good. There's like musical themes throughout it, which you don't see a lot uh, in games. Um, like picking an actual real world song and making that a game's theme is pretty cool. Um, so, and then again, the uh, take on me 
acoustic version that is done is perfect mm-hmm. as well. So, uh, yeah, best music has got to go to Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, and to kind of piggyback on top of that, because I would agree uh, with your answer, um, I don't think any other game that came out this year would actually let you pick Through the Fire and the Flames in an in-game guitar <laughs> like you can do in this game. That is true. You can make your own music you can in this do whatever game. You want. It's, it's the Mario Paint of 2020 because yeah. you can just do whatever you want. And there's a ton of cool YouTube videos about that. Um, but no, I agree with everything you said, and that's why it's my answer as well. And there's this is really good music in some other games this year. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, absolutely. Hard to, and Fuser does not count. <laughs> no. <laughs> I give it to 13 Sentinels, popping back to my number two, if only specifically for the Seaside Vacation track, because it's so good. It's nostalgia, like, in itself. Ooh, and it, I have to listen to that specifically. So, can I spoiler a little thing? I think Steven already knows. It's not really... You can spoiler story- it for me, but Adam really goes on quietly to himself. Well, <laughs> um... You know, it, they do that thing that Steven's favorite thing in a game to do is that in a boss battle, the music changes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So specifically, <clears throat> there's this part in the game where there's been this, um, this kind of like AI helping you whenever you're doing the, uh, you know, the RTS parts. And, uh, she has to go away, basically. I mean, the tutorial's over, kind of. Um, so her hand holding is going away, but she's been an integral part of bringing all these characters together. And they, she's, an idol too so she's a singer and they're like well can you sing for us and then we'll know that once your song stops you're not with us anymore and so while you're you know fighting off all these little kaiju her song is playing and it's just like i said it's very nostalgic like um like idol music from the 80s which i've never listened to idol music from japan in the 80s but somehow it's still in my heart somewhere it's still it's a just, cool musical theme to pull off in a game though. yeah it just was you expl- i haven't played it but you explaining it, it was things really cool everywhere actually. while she's like singing and it's just a really special moment, and so I just I have to give best music to Thirteen Sentinels specifically for that song. Cool, so good. I Got really, out. I really wanted to pick Persona Five again, but I feel like that would be cheating, especially because <laughs> like even just judging it off the new music for the Royal stuff, that yeah. dungeon music was killer. Oh yeah, final boss yeah. music, not so great. So I'm gonna say best music for this year goes to Hades. Also a um, great option. Just I, I played that game so much. And like I've almost gotten to it where you know when you're listening to like a CD in the car and you hear mm-hmm. one song and like you expect it to go on to the next song yep. and when you hear it on the radio and it doesn't go on to the next song it sounds weird yeah it's like playing through Hades now it's like I know what song's gonna happen at each part in each cue and no, I'm just like ready for it hearing. to go through it yeah. and they it, it just works so well setting the, the the tone or the theme for where you are in each area that it just. I love the music in that game. Oh yeah, uh, Super Giants always had great music in their games. Yes, yeah. and yeah. it doesn't stop and here with Hades. No, Everything like regarding audio in their games is phenomenal. Like, yeah, their sound they've never had an issue is, with that. That's for the sure. Via, like the voice acting, the direction mm-hmm. for that, it's all killer. Like mm-hmm. industry standard. Yeah, for for a small studio like that to pull that off, not once, not twice, but like five times. Right, like, that's insane. <laughs> right. Four times, five times, something like that. It's, it's crazy. Four, five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for best music. Now I guess it's my turn. Ooh, Yay. I gotta go. <laughs> Feel like you know we're gonna re retreading a lot of uh, talked about areas, but we'll start with number five, which for me is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One Plus Two. Yeah, it's so good though. They like this is like such a good remake, and it was almost best surprise for me because they already did that Tony Hawk HD thing right. five, six, seven years ago, and it. 
was bad. trash. Like, it absolute bad. trash. It wasn't real. And I was the most skeptical for this remake, I think, out of our group. I think you were. Yeah. And it did not disappoint. It, like, listening to the music, and, like, it's like muscle memory kicking back in from 20 years ago. Yep. And it just felt so good. It looked so good. And they managed to, like, pull this off correctly. Like, I hope to God they make, like, a 3 and 4 collection Oh, next I would love that. I want, a, I want a PS5 upgrade on this. Like, absolutely. Because they could, like, there's some of the lighting in that game was really good it's on PS4. It's already good. Like, like, like you could have ray tracing got, coming in. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, that, that's really that's a really good game. That, that That's uh, my number five. It's got all your favorite skaters in there. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe, like, they got all... Almost everyone, if not everyone, like all the songs from the yeah. first. Oh, it's got like ninety nine percent of the songs. Mm-hmm. That, that's a pretty amazing. Piece. It has and Superman by Goldfinger, and that's that's all, all you needed. needed. When, when yeah. the demo came out, that's like the only song I turned on. Yeah, because that is that franchise to me, and that's one of the the big flubs of the HD remake. However many years ago that was, was they couldn't get the music or yep. didn't it, or it, it didn't didn't want to pay for it, and that's wasn't the that's same. half the experience in that game. It is. Yeah. That's always been the Tony Hawk experience. Is what listening is the to that pop like? punk, that ska, that you know whatever. Yeah. Some hip hop in there, and like, I don't, you know, they added some newer songs. They, I think they fit pretty well. I think they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. And some of the newer skaters, yeah, uh, you know, including Tony Hawk's kid, yep. and some of the also younger love, skaters. Like, that the the models they made for all the original skaters are like aged up, like yeah. current year. Correct. You know, yeah, they're, not, they're all like like Bob Burke was at twenty, yeah, <laughs> at forty. <laughs> um, at number four, I have Yakuza Like a Dragon. Hell yeah! This this is a game that might be higher up on my list if I had more time with it. I'm not sure. It will be. Don't worry. But uh, we've talked ad nauseum about this game, but it's just like so fun. You know, biggest surprise, best character. Um, what what is it that you fell in love with? For um, why is it that you were like this? I, this is good. This is worth my time. Just every time you turn the corner, and like what wackiness is going to happen next? Yeah. <laughs> but the and it's juxtaposed with like this like really well thought out kind of deep story. So of like family yeah. and and trust. You've mm-hmm. just described Yakuza as a franchise. Oh really? One hundred percent. Like the entire. <laughs> yeah. It's beautiful. And um, I just really like you know that they tried the turn based thing. I love turn based RPGs. Yes. And I'm always sad that there aren't more turn based RPGs anymore. So when mm-hmm. they do pop up, I want to try them. Absolutely. And um, like I said, I, I compared it to like the South Park games yeah, a few yeah, episodes yeah. ago, and I, and I still played more. I think absolutely feel firm on that. that. Is, yeah. Um, you know, you call your summons by dialing them on the phone and yeah, literally calling call them, them and they show up. <laughs> they call poundmates. Yeah. <laughs> and that's funny. That's like, it. it doesn't stop being funny. And the, and the sheep fall asleep during the movie game, the, the chickens that wake you up are called alarm cocks. Like, all of the puns yeah, and all so of, like, the satire, puns. the fact that you're collecting Sujimon and have to fill up your Pokedex <laughs> and the crazy, yeah. the crazy doctor calls you to let you know, hey, you found a bunch of Sujimon, come see. It's like, <laughs> you had to choose your starting Sujimon type. I know. Like, <laughs> it's so dumb and so good. It's like all of the stuff they're satirizing hits, and it works, and it doesn't feel forced or cheesy or lame. Mm-hmm. It, the... the it, Inception for this game had to be they were all sitting in a room just joking. And what if we did this? Mm-hmm. And what if we had this in there? And they're cracking each other up each yeah. time. They mm-hmm. What if we had a Mario Kart game in there? Right. <laughs> what if we just did this Pokemon like joke? Yeah. And every time that someone laughs at it, they're like, "All right, we're putting that in the game." <laughs> <laughs> what if we call this enemy a city slicker? Like, and he's foiled <laughs> up with lube. Like. What if our white mage sleeps on cardboard to get mm-hmm. his health back? Right, exactly. Yeah, what are we going to call this mage? Uh, homeless guy. Homeless guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't call him homeless. I, so I have not stopped laughing at 
All that, of this. That homeless guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's that's a type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a joy, and it's really fun. Uh, it's a little like I don't know. Sometimes I'm in the mood to watch a 30 minute cutscene. Yeah, you gotta be I'm okay not. with cutscenes. And honestly, that's like only the real big downfall. I'm about like 30. I'm about. I'm pre- I'll probably we're probably at the same spot. I'm about 30, 35 hours in. So I also have not beat this game, which makes me think you. it might be higher on my right. list if I did. Well, let me address the the cutscenes real quick. I was with you, and like you know, I, I'm I'm not a big cutscene person. I, I want to mm-hmm. get to the meat of the game as fast as possible. Um, and early on in this game, there's a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Like oh like the my first god, hours almost. It's like a Final Fantasy game. Stop. <laughs> Uh, towards the end of the game, I was like, all right, I'm going to need a few more cutscenes. This is getting kind of juicy. I wanted some more cutscenes. I wanted a few more cutscenes because I was like, ooh, justice is being served. <laughs> and then it threw me another curveball. I was like, no, what's going to happen now? So, uh, end, of, end of game has some, some A-plus content in my mm-hmm. opinion. So, I mean, I want to stop recording this now and go play more, you know? You do, yes. yes, yes, yes. Uh, for my number three, it was real close. Like, it, it's real close. But coming in at number three, I have Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's such a pretty game. It's really fun to play. Like, the characters are, like, again, echoing yeah. a lot of the things we've said so far in this show. But I've been wanting a Feudal Japan Assassin's Creed game for so long. And I finally got it without even knowing that was it. Because when we were at E3, when was the last year we could go to? 2018? Yeah. We saw Ghost of Tsushima at that movie theater. And we I was did. like, what is this? I don't, what is this? I don't know. They're not really showing a lot of gameplay. I didn't know exactly yeah, what the exactly. hook was. I didn't even buy it at launch. It wasn't until, again, John Michael convinced me to buy another game. Yeah. Talking about <laughs> how bad it was. Son of a bitch. And, and I, I loved it. And I, or I still love it because. When did you pick this game up? It was probably two or three weeks after launch. Okay, it came out in June, right? Yeah, so maybe early yeah. July. I think it speaks volumes to the fact that, like, I think every week you're like, I've been playing a little bit more Ghost of Tsushima. That, like, with that game, it's it's a great in between game for me because I, the one knock I have, I'm about half to two thirds of the way through it, is it does start to feel kind of samey, okay. and I am doing a lot of the side missions. Yeah. And but that's just because yeah, every night for thirty, forty five minutes, I have something to kill. I'm gonna go do another side mission, or I'm gonna go hunt down some foxes, or I'm gonna do this little thing. So that way it doesn't feel like it's too much. And then when I do get to like a story beat and like things are a little tougher and they're changing yeah. up a little bit, it's a nice change of pace. Yeah, and that, that's my point. I think it speaks volumes to the game itself and so far as that like it has these options mm-hmm. to how you want to play this as well. And um, just climb up to a hill and you just look out. Yeah, you're like, I'm just, just like, kind of play with photo mode for a yeah, minute. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't like to do photo mode in any game. Absolutely not. I'm like, oh shit, I accidentally <laughs> pressed the photo mode button in <laughs> most games. But in this one, I'm like, I wonder what I could make this look like. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Uh, so that's a great game. Kudos uh, to um, Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. <laughs> yeah, brain fart. And, you know, I'm curious what they'll go have, do going forward. Have any of us delved into, like, the Legends mode? The multiplayer? I, I not, nothing but good things about I, it. I, you know, I, I, I need, we need to hurry to beat this let's game. Let's play with you guys. Yeah, we yeah. can do it together. Yeah, like, I, I want to play. Totally I want to sure. do it, but mm-hmm. I don't want to play it. With multiple people, yes. So. We need to we need to set that up. Yeah. Plus, I got to get those costumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. So, if like three and four were really close for me, okay. Like one and two were really close oh, for me. Oh, it's razor thin. I huh? kept going back and forth with with one and two. Um, but coming in at number two this year for me is Persona Five Royal. All right. Uh, judging this, you know, it is a remake or you know an enhancement of a game that came out three years ago. My game of the year for 2017. Uh, so I might be a little biased there. And judging it just based off the royal content, you know, it wasn't the best, 
the little like side story, little extra semester they put on at the end. The dungeon was like pretty good, yeah. mid tier dungeon with, compared to the rest of them. Yeah. But I'm also judging it based on all the quality of life improvements they added oh. to the main game, which yes. made it so much more enjoyable, like so much better, such more of a cohesive experience. Plus, I had the you know first hand of experience of playing it with my girlfriend, who she's experiencing for the first time. And that was like really special and really fun for us to do that together. So that's probably, you know, edges it up a little bit up my list there. Uh, but not enough to take the top spot. You know, I think uh, once again, speaking to, you know, how you placed it, and you said it was, you know, your 2017, the original was mm-hmm. your game of the year. I, you know, to put a game back on your top five right. list and say, I haven't gotten tired of this. In fact, yeah. I loved it just as much again mm-hmm. uh you know even if it drops a spot i right. think still says plenty about the game exactly and like we we're talking about when it was renee's turn like almost 300 hours combined yeah, in this game and you know when i finished it it's like if i didn't have like these other five games i need to get to i honestly could probably turn, like go through it run it back okay. again yeah. you know it's just it's just really fun. It, it's style is great, the story is great, the characters are great, music's great. Did you get the platinum for it? I did not. So you could always run back and get that That's platinum. True. That's true. Just clean it up a little bit. Thank Next you. time I can look for that. Uh, so that brings us to the main course. Well, do we have any more? Um... We do. We're gonna get to those a little later. Okay. Oh, um, okay. I see. I that was it for our um. Pepper Manor. Our Facebook game group. So thanks to everyone who commented uh, yeah. there. We do sure. have some more people emailed in okay, to GameWareExpress okay, okay. at gmail.com. They're a little more lengthy. Got it. Great. So what I'm going to do is when we go to break, so uh, our math can magically formulate, yeah. I will probably splice in like a voiceover of me reading Perfect. the emails out. Love it. You know, away from y'all so we, I can do that separately when okay. I post. Um, so for game of the year, this is it. This is Your it. Your number one game. Let me remember what it was. Right? Um, I'm going to start with this, but you'll see where I'm going. Because for number one for me this year, back in 2014 when Shovel Knight won my game of the year, I called it a perfect video game. Yeah. And it was. And I truly think it is. And I don't think we've had another perfect game until this year. Because my game of the year, along with John Michael's yep. game of the year, <laughs> is Hades. Hades is one of the most phenomenal games I've ever played. Yeah, and to like what Adam's saying is I had to give it like it was a Dalza because I really kinda like this weekend I was like, it might have to go to Yakuza. Um but you know I, I sat and thought about it for a while and I was like, what is stuck in my brain and what will continue to be stuck in my brain for the next year to two years? And it's gonna be Hades. Mm-hmm. Um because anytime I'm sitting there thinking about what I want to play, that's always like whether it's what I'm currently playing or Hades. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I'll pick up some Hades and play a you know, few levels or do a few runs because um, I, I think it might be perfect. It might not be perfect for everyone, mm-hmm. but I think as a video game, it's very close to perfect. I think if, it's, if, you're, if you've played this game and you don't think it's perfect, you maybe have something wrong with you. Because <laughs> yeah, it's so satisfying, everything that as, you do. As someone who's not really a big fan of, of roguelikes, yeah. as, as someone who doesn't really get into those type of like replay games, let me die a lot, let me like bang my head against this wall to force myself through it, like, Supergiant does a really good job, like, making the narrative where you care about these characters, where you want to do another yes. run. Where it's not just you're some nameless, faceless thing just going through and getting murdered by someone, and now you got to do it again because you have to make the gameplay loop. Like, they provide that for you. Yeah. And, you know, I spend almost as much time in between runs going around, talking to all the characters, you know, upgrading thing. your, like, palace area, the House of Hades, as much as I do physically going to try to escape 
doing the runs. Right. And so like a lot of what you're doing as you're doing the, you know, the meat of the game is still like another piece of the puzzle that you get to do when you like go back to start. So when Mm -hmm. you die in this game, it's not like a lot of, or most pretty much 99% of every other roguelike where it's like, well, you died idiot. Now you have to start over. (laughs) And this one, it's like you died. Welcome back home. Yeah. All right, let's go talk to your friends and family Mm -hmm. and let's just try that again and see, like, it's very comforting. And like, I don't get angry if I lose to something. It's like, well, I got a, you know, some more currency. Let me mm-hmm. go see if I can upgrade something. And like, I got to let me go see what's going on back at the palace uh, since mm-hmm. I died. Like, there's, it's, it feels less punishing. Right. And, uh, you know, it, the art is absolutely gorgeous. Oh, wow. Like, again, something Super Giant's really great at. The music's fantastic. The fighting is fun. They do enough to, like, pepper in a few variables that, you know, make the game, like, infinitely different. Yes. Because you um, have six different weapons you can choose. And they all play you have all the modifiers after you beat it that you can, mm-hmm. you know, change things up on. So it's always a fresh experience every run. And you also can make it the most fresh or least fresh experience that you want because it caters to you. Sure. And, you know, I thought at first I was a little biased because I really am into Greek mythology. Yeah. I always have been. And that's the, you know, the main setting of this game. But it just adds to it because I love their interpretation of all the different Greek gods, how they look, how you and they interact, how they talk. Uh, the, you know, the voice <laughs> acting is phenomenal. The fact that I've played this game for 80 hours and I'm yep. still going, I've not reheard a voice dialogue yet. Yep, wow. is impressive. Oh, there's so much to it. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, Adam, if you know the criteria for your list was just it had to have Greek mythology, Immortals, <laughs> Phoenix Rising <laughs> right. would have been somewhere on this list, and I didn't notice that on your list. There, no, so, it, it did um, not make it this year. But uh, I, I've been trying to tell everyone since September when it officially came yeah. out 1.0 that you need to play Hades. And this is always something I was curious about back when it was in early access after I think the Game Awards showed it off in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I bought it on an Epic Game Sale earlier this year, but I never fired it up. And then I saw it was coming to Switch. I was like, I got to do it. It's, it's so good for Switch, too. Mm-hmm. It's like Steven said earlier, like he plays it, you know, handheld mode. And that's... Most of how I play this is and it, in handheld mode. It and runs so well on a Switch. Yeah. I have one instance of slowdown that I encounter like almost every time. It's when you get on the boat. Oh, at yeah, yeah, very yeah, at first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like five seconds. And that's it. There's two games that I don't know how I, I can't figure out how they got them to run so well on Switch. It's Hades and Diablo 3. Because yep. both games are like solidly right. running at insanely high frame rates. And, it's... and I believe I saw that the cross save is finally out. For PC and Switch. Oh, cool. So now you can go back and forth because, you know, if that ever comes out on PS5, I will buy it again. I probably will. Yeah. And then I might start, you know, running it primarily on PS5 if I can cross save over just that because ray in 4K. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bravo to Supergiant. I, I, yeah. don't, I, I, don't, I can't think of a bad thing to say about this game. No, it's one of those games where, like, you finish a run. You haven't beaten it. You've finished mm-hmm. a run. Like You've got so much more to do and then even after the credits roll, it's like well, there's still so much more to do. The fact that like, the narrative and the loop keeps going after you beat it and then after you beat the post-game and the credits roll, then you're in the post-post game. Yeah, it's insane the the amount of love that was put into this game. Mm-hmm. And so it, it shows and it, it warms my heart to play. It's just such a comforting game to play. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, it's it's perfect uh again it might not be perfect for you but it is a perfect game mm-hmm. i'm reading from an article in october of this year um that there are over twenty thousand recorded lines of dialogue in Haiti. God. golly wow 
Again, that's impressive for a small studio. It's impressive for any studio. But any studio. <laughs> I for real, I haven't heard one repeat. And I always expect to because you fight the same bosses. Yeah. Well, mostly the same bosses, and it's always different. Yep. It's, it's always different. Something usually kind of funny too. So. And they're all voice acted. Yeah. Very well. Every line. Yeah. You should play Hades. I think. Uh, I think I might. Greg, okay. <laughs> in this same interview, Greg Kasavin was asked to describe. Uh, the game in like a sentence, I guess, and they said, "Think of a Arrested Development, but in hell." And it's a <laughs> 2D video game. I love it. How yeah. is that? That should sell you even more, right? <laughs> if you've not watched Arrested Development, yeah, you probably should check that out. Watch <laughs> the first three seasons. Yes, <laughs> yes. the only three That's seasons fun. that exist. <laughs> um, okay, so that goes for me and John Michael. So, yeah, action goes to you, Stephen. Your game of the year for 2020. I think. Um, this has been a really tough year for so many people, mm-hmm. you know, for so many reasons. Um, so I think a game, uh, to even be able to put a game out where you had 2,169 people working on the game uh, is kind of an incredible feat in its own because mm-hmm. that's a, a tough project. I mean, that's a right. lot of people working on one it's game. a lot of people. And I, I know it's incredibly divisive. Um, but Last of Us 2 is sure. my favorite game of this year uh, for so many reasons, and, and half of that is narrative. And I know that a lot of people are strongly opinionated um, on the you know the process of that narrative and the turns that they took. <laughs> um, but I, I really love everything they did with it narratively, and I don't think anyone can argue with uh, the amount of finesse uh, and, and hard work put into the Ooh, gameplay mechanics of it. Yeah. Because it's it's like, man, do you want a, a crazy murder simulator where you can do all this really crazy shit? Um, <laughs> you could you could really just make a game out of like the combat scenarios. Oh, Last absolutely. There, people would buy that. You know, um, uh, I would say that we talk about a lot of this on our spoiler cast. We did. If, so if you finish the game and you want more spoilery opinions, you should check that one out. But um, I would say the combat is, you know combat based but it's also puzzle based it really is every scenario can be kind of tackled differently i mean you could you could go into every every area and and decide to be more stealth or you could be like me and just be chaotic and run (laughs) through it like a you know ball ricocheting off a wall Mm -hmm. um but no this game was phenomenal in every aspect of it it's probably the most triple a ass game that i've loved this generation Mm mm-hmm because I don't think I've played too many games where more people have worked on a project to make a cohesive experience. Sure. Which I'm not a developer, but that's an insanely difficult thing to do. That's and, a lot of people. Um, to do it as well as they – I mean, it, it is a singular vision. It's like a oh, somehow yeah. like there's no part of this game that, to, in my opinion, feels like it doesn't belong in the game. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's oh, tough uh, yeah. to do when you've got – and, so you know, many people working on a project like this. Again, you know, this whole table, I think everyone had a different opinion on something, mm-hmm. but right. I think everything you've said has been spot on. Like, I, I think it is a 100% polished, refined, beautiful looking mm-hmm. uh, And it's also game. really like, bold. Um, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but go ahead. Really bold to go back to a world where I think we all agreed, you know, almost 10 years ago yeah. uh, that this game doesn't need a sequel. Yeah. That Last of Us, the way it ended that should have been it mm-hmm. because the way it left it up to you in your mind, well, what's going to, ha- that's in a way more beautiful than any game or any story that anyone could have created uh, after it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did, they went back to the well and they created a story that they wanted to tell. And Neil Druckmann said, 
that he would not make a Last of Us 2 unless it was a story he wanted to tell. Yeah. He did. So now it may have been just a way to fool Eddie Vedder into like <laughs> having a conversation with Neil Druckmann because he's a huge Pearl Jam fan. So it probably just made this game to meet Eddie Vedder. You know, uh, I, I, I'd really. say a good theory. that, again, we had differing opinions on a lot of this game, but I think that this is a game that Naughty Dog should be proud that they made, all said and done. Um, you know, despite the controversies of the the crunch, I mean, you had a lot of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, there's this game was specifically missing missing from uh, a lot of game of the year lists because you know you had some some um, some people that work in um, games press yes. that you know have been fighting against developer crunch. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is a phenomenal game, and maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's a shame it ended. It, the development process ended the way it did because Correct, yeah. you know, maybe maybe they did need more time to put it out. But mm-hmm. it, you can't you can't say that there was anything wrong with this game when it when it no no it, it, it was, finished product it was a finished product is you know it's a hundred percent complete game at that yeah. point mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And what a bad time it was! Right? <laughs> Coming out in 2020. Yeah. Who hey, who needs more bad times? At right? Because like, we got a bunch of them for you. It came out at like the peak of coronavirus madness too. Yeah. Like right when we were all like, "This is it now. This is what we do." Yeah. And a lot of people, uh, you know, on Twitter or in Games Press, you know, the last thing that they wanted to play at that time was this game. Yeah. Because people hadn't seen friends or family for months. Right. Mm-hmm. You're holed up in your apartment or your house and. Here's this game where you're holed up in your apartment in your house. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great fucking game. Phenomenal. Yeah. My game of the game year of the- and one of the best games I've played this entire generation. Not that wow. we're doing that yet. Not yet. <laughs> Who knows? Renee. Well, for Steven to go to The Last of Us and talk about, you know, what we've gone through this year and just, you know, the darker parts of it. I, whenever I think about anything positive about 2020, uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons is the first thing mm-hmm, that comes to sure. my mind. Um, just the month that this game came out is going to be the closest thing that we'll ever get to that point in time where uh, Pokemon Go came yes, out, where 100%. we had world peace for a yep. little while. <laughs> um, just everyone helping each other at just Facebook groups dedicated just to helping one another. Do you need money? Do you need currency? Do you need items do you want to in the come? last of i'm mean, sorry in animal crossing not not in real life oh yeah not in real life do you want money yes well <laughs> i mean in this game it connected us all in a way that we had never really connected other than pokemon go but in a time where we've never been so isolated and separated from one another and that it just the months that I played this game were so special and so, I don't know, impactful and meaningful to me. It, I wasn't employed, you know, whenever this game came out. Um, you joked and, that that was your job. Yes. So it gave <laughs> yeah. me a reason to wake up in the morning because it was my job. I woke up at 9 a.m. and you had already been on the phones oh for God. an hour. <laughs> and I said... Like do my little stretch and be like, well, well gotta check on uh, on the island, babe. I'm going to work. <laughs> you know, it slap the side of your switch. Yeah, <laughs> you can feel so many presents in here. <laughs> it's one of those games, just like you said. If you didn't play it in that moment in time, you can never create that experience ever no, again. No, it's a true zeitgeist, just like Pokemon Go. Yeah, that that 
month that we did that. Although, was, honestly, there are so many people, though, that still to this day are restarting their islands, even after they've been playing for 100 hours. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? I'm just not happy with it. I'm going to restart. And so many people reach out to them. Do you need bells? Do you want to come catalog everything off of my island so that you can have a better catalog? You can get whatever you want. You know, just people helping one another. Positivity. That's what Animal Crossing it is, really is completely mm -hmm. just all about. And I guess this game came out in March, you know, yeah. right? Whenever we were all, yeah, like, you know. The week after, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the week after the lockdown. It was controversial started. because lockdown happened on that, like, I think, 16th. And it came out that Friday because GameStop was staying open yeah. to sell Animal Crossing and yeah. Doom. And everyone gave them shit. And they closed down right after that. So, yeah, that was, like, at the beginning. At lockdown, That's yeah. when I bought my stock in GameStop. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I mean, so I played this game from March, uh, April, and then a little bit into May, and then I got hired at a position where I was full-time, and I would come home from my breaks and play a little bit, but I knew I wasn't going to be able to keep up with it, and that was really sad, is that, you know, I eventually kind of tapered off and haven't been back. Although, um, with all of, you know, they've been supporting this game with coming out with such cool new things for every season and, you know, new items and really cool stuff and reasons to go back to this game. Yeah. But nothing really enticed me as much as the Halloween event. Mm -hmm. So it was like Halloween day. And I was like, you know what? I want to go back and see what I can do. Let me see Halloween. what they got in there. But I, I went to go log on. I was like, wait, I never did my birthday event. So I want to go in and do that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I time traveled back and get back to my village. And mm -hmm. I, you know, my character looks like a mess because <laughs> it, if you haven't played Animal Crossing, if you don't play for a long period of time, whenever you, you know, come back to the game, your hair is a mess. And you just look really disheveled and silly. But anyway, I exited my house and who was there but... Gala, my little pink pig that I had, she was the first little villager I had recruited to come to my island, and she said, Nay, come with me right now, I have a surprise for you. And go to her house, and there's Raymond, my little cat, and there's Sprinkle, my little teal um, penguin, and they say, Surprise! Happy birthday! <laughs> and, man, y'all, I needed that. <laughs> I needed little animals telling me how much they cared about me and sorry I'm crying it's been a tough <laughs> year but you know we didn't really get real birthdays this year we didn't really get to celebrate things together yeah. Definitely. I've seen, it seems like, at least anecdotally, with like the Christmas event and like a New Year's event, I'm seeing a lot pe more people, including my girlfriend, logging back into Animal Crossing. And I'm seeing yeah. more activity on my social feeds. And I usually don't follow those kinds of social feeds. Like you might, might be more into it than me, but I'm starting to see it as a casual person who played that game for like 10 hours and that's it. Like you know, a nice little resurgence of people wanting to visit islands and help each other out, like you were well, yeah, saying. Yeah, and, and maybe to yeah. Renee's credit like or to her point just now is that maybe we're getting to a point where we need that kind of love and attention again maybe it's starting That's to true. fade back i mean going through the holidays and a lot of times you couldn't spend time with your family right so mm -hmm. get together with your your animal crossing villagers or you know with your friends virtually in that world yeah, definitely helps get through this time Maybe that's why we're seeing that resurgence maybe that's it's that point. that that love we need in, in video games there's a mm -hmm. rare place to find it right so um, Animal yeah. Crossing New Horizons <laughs> is my game of the year. There we go. I think it's well deserved then. And like, 
that is like like kind of like you said i think i said it before like that is the game of 2020 oh it had yeah, yeah well, like you know. everything we went through this year and the zeitgeist that was surrounding that game at launch like that that was the no, game no it's of the game of 2020 mm-hmm. uh, people were buying switches just to get this game yeah like, exactly and couldn't find switches yeah back then to play this game so uh there you have it there's all of our top five lists we're gonna crunch the numbers and crunch. see what spits <laughs> out um We're going to take a quick break, but you'll probably hear my voice again very soon, reading uh, all of our emails that came in to GameWareExpress at gmail.com. So stick around, and we'll be right back with our overall Game of the Year. Let's read some emails. GameWareExpress at gmail.com is that email address. Thank you so much to everyone who wrote in for our 2020 Game of the Year show. I decided to to break these off into this little kind of break section because the emails are a little more lengthy than the people who wrote in on the GameWare page. Uh, They asked if the email is too long. I told them, of course not. So we have some top fives and some reasoning behind their choices. So my favorite three I'm going to read here. Let's start with a friend of the show, Brandon Jolly, and the Little Jolly Gamer Show. He says, hello, Gameware Express. Here is my top five favorite games of the year with a very abbreviated description of why my entries were chosen. At number five, he has Doom Eternal. Brandon says, I don't play a lot of FPS games, and I enjoyed Doom 2016, and this is basically more of the same with some new bells and whistles. A killer soundtrack, fast-paced adrenaline-pumping action, and some decent platforming. The game has its issues, and I can understand people's preferences to Doom 2016, with less being more essentially, I can appreciate the simplicity as well. Coming at number 4, he has Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2. Take an already borderline perfect game and spruce it up with some phenomenal facelift. Spruce it up with a phenomenal facelift, new music, a rad challenge system, and more characters. It's a huge dose of nostalgia that will make you want to get your skateboard that you bought in 1999 when Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 came out and try to pop an ollie. At number 3, Brandon has The Last of Us Part 2. He says, I'm not going to go... Excuse me. He says, I'm not going to get into too much for time's sake. Regardless of how anyone feels about the narrative of this game, you can't deny it's a very well-polished experience. Excellent gameplay, incredible accessibility options, top-notch performance from actors. Most of my gripes with this one are narrative-based, but I'll let John Michael speak on that one. And I feel like it's time uh, for Naughty Dog, like Rockstar Games, to start innovation, to start innovating their formulas a little bit. Coming at number two, he has Ghost of Tsushima. Brandon says this game is a technical masterpiece. I feel like Sucker Punch started this generation off strong and returned to close the book. Oh yeah, I guess he did, did start with uh, Infamous Second Son. This game doesn't do much to revolutionize necessarily, but it just nails everything it does with grace. And the multiplayer mode added post-launch is really good and free. That's a good point, Brandon. And Brandon's number one game for 2020 is Final Fantasy VII Remake. 
He says, look, this game clearly has issues, but for someone like me, I can see past them. Final Fantasy VII is a game very near and dear to my heart, so to see them bring it back brings, uh, brings joy to my heart. I appreciate some of the creative liberties that were taken narratively. If I wanted to play the original, I would do that. And the battle system is stellar. All I'll say is, I platinum this game, and I would want to do it all over again. Sorry for being long-winded. I could go on for a few hours on all this. I can't wait to hear y'all's lists. That was a great list, Brandon. Great explanation. Final Fantasy VII Remake. You know, that's a great game we talked about a little earlier in the show. And wow, getting a platinum and wanting to do it all over again? That takes dedication. Coming up next, someone dear and near and dear to my heart is my girlfriend, Jess. She says, hello, Gameware crew. I found quite a few games this year to personally fall into the category of Game of the Year, but I'll ultimately have to say Animal Crossing New Horizons, since I've remodeled my island two times with two completely different themes and dedicated all my time during the COVID lockdown to it. I am an essential worker during this time, and having that downtime to mindlessly remodel my island helped create a state of calm in a retail world of high demand and chaos. She says other games that I enjoyed watching Adam play were Persona 5 Royal, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Hades. Fortnite on the PS5 looks great as well, and being able to play with your friends as a corn on the cob man is top-tier entertainment. Much love, Jessica. Thank you so much for writing in, Jess. And finally, our last email comes from friend of the show, Nick. He says, hi gang, happy new year. Hope you're all doing well. I figured I'd write in and weigh on my top five games of the year to see how they stack up with y'all's lists. So here they are. Nick has coming in at number five, Pokemon Sword and Shield, Isle of Armor, and Crown Tundra DLC. He says, does this count? I think it does. Both were released this year. I put 80 hours into the original Pokemon Sword and Shield games last year. And ended this year roughly on 300 hours thanks to the DLC. I love the stories and the new additions overall were a blast. Nick has Paper Mario the Origami King coming in at number 4. He says, definitely my sleeper hit of the year. It's a fantastic game. The humor was remarkable and even had some great moments that got me a little watery eyed. The puzzle battle system was great. As it started out easy and became really difficult by the game's end. The music was even surprisingly great. I'd highly recommend this to fans of the series. Coming at number 3, Nick has Persona 5 Royal. P5R took everything that Persona 5 did and just added on wonderful additions. It expanded on certain character stories and made them make so much more sense. Showtimes were marvelous and overall it just enriched the experience of an already wonderful game. At number 2, Nick has Final Fantasy 7 Remake. He says, my most anticipated game of the year of 2020 didn't disappoint. I was more afraid they'd foul it up with how mediocre the past few Final Fantasy, or I'm sorry, the last few Final Fantasy games have been. But I sunk a good 80 hours into both regular and hard mode, still wishing I had more by the end of the game. Well, hopefully, Nick, that next part will come out soon and you'll be able to have more of the game. And finally, coming in at number one for Nick, sharing myself and John Michael's top pick is Hades. And Nick says, but at the end of the day, if we're going off total gameplay hours and how much I've loved a game this year, Hades takes the cake. I'm well over 250 hours at this point and I still can't stop playing this game. Everything is damn near perfect between the characters, the stories, the music, the gameplay. I have zero complaints with this game. Boon combination experimentation keeps it fresh and always has me thinking about what boon to take and why. Please get this game. 
Supergiant knocked it clean out of the park with this one. Those are Nick's words, not mine, but I totally agree with him. He rounds out his email saying, and there's my list. Feel free to skip over any long-winded explanations. I will not. You wrote it. I'm going to read it. But this was a fantastic year of games. Love you guys and keep up the amazing work. Sincerely, Nick from Zachary, Louisiana. So there you have it. More fan top lists. We really appreciate everyone who wrote in. Please send us your game of the year list if you couldn't get it on the show. GamewareExpress at gmail.com. And now I'm going to toss it back over to myself to see what won our overall game of the year. Stay tuned. And we're back. Again, thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. GamewareExpress at gmail.com. If you couldn't get your email in by the time of this recording, still send it in. We can read it on our weekly show. Yeah, we'll Um, be nice this one time. Now, can I get a metaphorical drum roll? Because that'll be terrible to hit this table and the mics to pick them up. I'm doing it in my brain. Uh, Our top three collective list for GamewareExpress for the year 2020. Oh my gosh. Coming in at number three, The Last of Us Part 2. Nice. Number two, Yakuza Like a Dragon. Yes! So exciting. (laughs) And our collective game of the year for 2020, Gameware Express official unofficial game of the year, is Hades. All right. Three phenomenal games. Snappies. Yay. Ghost of Tsushima and Persona 5 Royal tie for fourth place to round out our top five, if you were curious. Uh, So, yeah, what a great year. Of games, not a great year overall. No, nah. But I, I, w- I want to say it could just be that you know fewer games came out this year, so a lot got pushed. But this is like the most um, like parody we've had on our lists. I want to say yeah. since we've been doing this, like we had a lot of similarities, a lot of like by the time it got to me, we talked about these games so much, but we still had more to talk about because they were so good, you know. Yeah, I loved our lists in general. I feel like you know overall we captured a lot of like you know, what we all loved, and uh, what was great about these games this year. Um, mm-hmm. So, like you said, I think we, we like, locked in all the, the big hitters, the, yeah. the the number ones, and kind of the, maybe the ones that kind of flew under the radar a little bit. Absolutely. Uh, Fun fact, Yakuza Like a Dragon is the only game to appear on all four of our lists. That's interesting. You know, I yeah. think if you, you know, had recorded this, in November. Mm-hmm. I don't think that would have showed up on anyone's list. No, I don't think so. And it could be if we recorded this a month later, like yeah. that could be our overall game of the year. Right, that's what, exactly. You know, mine might ju- be juiced up or y'all's might be juiced up a little bit if we were able to finish the game. Yeah, like... I don't know if it would have beat Hades, but, you I don't know, know, moving I mean, it's up just to three like a, two. It's such a dark horse game, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who saw this coming? Like... A for, spinoff of a silly, very niche A 20-year-old series. series. Mm-hmm. Um... And that has yeah again a a nicher installment than a niche series so exactly right. but we're not done here yet yeah let's keep talking we might be closing the door on 2020 but 2021 is here is our we have a lot rounds. to look forward to <laughs> so our final category tonight we most anticipated 2021 it's pretty straightforward I think so the game you're most looking forward to yeah now I know there aren't a lot of games that are officially dated for this year yet you know a lot right. of a lot of things are in flux with COVID working from home unsure of what the future of 2021 holds so something that we can realistically possibly expect yeah so if it's not dated for 21 but you think it's coming out this year 
you know, that's fine. We'll allow it. I had Persona 5 for my right. most anticipated for like three years. You just can't have Elder Scrolls 6 on there. Yeah, because that's not coming. <laughs> or, you know, there are actually some games that have been dated for 2022. So obviously yeah. don't say those either. Right. Um, so most anticipated 2021. Who wants to go first? I Can I have... Can I have two since this isn't a real category? Sure. And I'm not sure if one of them is coming out in 2021. I'll allow it. I have a bunch, so. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Um, The first one is Elden Ring. Okay. That hopefully comes out in 2021, but could be 2022 if I'm realistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's about time for a, a new Souls game. Yeah. And this, this is from? From Software. And uh, this seems so far from what, like, secrets and scraps we can get from this game seems to be like the the amalgamation the homunculus of uh bloodborne and actual souls okay so uh this might be the the sweet spot i don't know what we'll end up getting from this but Mm -hmm. it it could be the next best souls experience okay so elden ring uh, They've been really tight lip on that. They like, have. haven't been like any, no, I just, any anything. I would, I would love, you know, maybe my most anticipated is just some news on Elden Ring in 2021. <laughs> I just love to see something more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, just a early alpha footage or something. Right. That'd be great. Um, my other one that uh, you know I'm kind of just a sucker for is probably just gonna be Diablo 4. Okay. Um, I yeah. know that may not be everyone's like, whoa, cool Diablo Four, especially since Diablo Three was so you know mixed when it came out. Sure. Uh, but Diablo Three turned out to be a really fucking awesome game, yeah. especially on the console. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah. Yeah. It was the, the best experience is when they ported it to console. Yeah. Um, so I would love to see just more of that. I don't know. That's just a has been a series that you know definitely changed from two to three. And uh, I don't know. I've been, you know, we talked about what was the our what we uh, what was our our retro game of the year? Mm-hmm. Can I can I amend that to be Diablo yep. two? Because sure I can. forgot I played a shitload yeah. of Diablo two this year. So <laughs> uh, I would love to have some Diablo four. Uh, there you go. Uh, coming up in my life. Uh, yeah. The answer is Elden Ring. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's, that's <laughs> that is the correct that's answer. The most anticipated game of the year of the decade of whatever. Um, but if, if it's possible that Elden Ring is not coming out this year um, because we don't have anything on it. Yeah. But uh, so I can give you a more concrete that is coming out this year. It's coming out in a few weeks. It's Hitman Three. Mm-hmm. Hitman as a franchise with one and two have like for me personally been like the most turnaround on a series. <laughs> yes. Because like I played a little bit of Hitman, you know, back in the day. Sure. When it was PC and then PS2 and Xbox mm-hmm. and whatever, mm-hmm. and they were fine. But I mean, Hitman like now it's like this crazy sandbox playground of really stupid things yes. but also like <laughs> it's it's it also really serious obviously because you're this you're assassin killing. but you're doing but... and you're it's just it's it's ludicrous is what it is yeah I, it's I, there there's like some tongue-in-cheek there there's that, a like you it. have to like read into like, yeah so the absurdity of that series i hope that they're going to progress with that with the third one but then also knowing that Hitman 3 is going to be kind of like a jukebox of it's it's basically Rock Band but yeah. with Hitman. Right. So you know your all your levels from the first two games are playable in this one so you can play, you know, the NASCAR, the F1 race. I loved that area. level by the way. It's a great level. 
I will um, forever think of that level when I think of Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> just because, I don't know, there was this moment where, like, speaking of ludicrous moments, like, I just, like, Spartan kicked a lady into, like, a big hole in the ground. And they're like, great job, you did it correctly. <laughs> like, I was supposed to do that? Like, So, yeah, I mean, Hitman's real dumb, and that's why I love it yeah, so much. Yeah, it's so cool. A lot of dumb stuff. Uh, well... I have a lot of games that I'm really anticipating next year because well, Elden Ring, uh, you know, obviously. <laughs> Elden Ring, yes. Um, a lot of my favorite franchises are making new iterations, and I guess they're all going to be coming out next year. I'm not 100% certain on some of them, but you know, there's going to be a new story of seasons next year, uh, mm-hmm. Pioneers of Olive Town, so that's yeah. going to be cool. Love um, there's going to be a new Rune Factory. So that'll be cool. Hey, well, this is a legitimate question, and I don't mean to be snarky. What was the last good Rune Factory game? Two. Uh, that's a great question. Tides. I don't really remember all of the. Well, Tides I actually didn't like. Yeah, I think a lot of other people one. did. There weren't enough characters to make it really interesting. Um, I don't know. There was one on the DS that was very, very like good. The last one I played was like a, it was DS. I think that I really enjoyed. Yeah. But then, like, whenever I went to go play future installments, I would read up on them. Like, this game sucks. Don't play it. It's not as good as x one was yeah some aspects of rune factory are kind of four is rated really well maybe that was the last one which way four on what might have been the one was I 3ds that was a 3ds yes, one okay then that was the last I one i played but then there was another like ps3 slash ps4 one or there's two of those maybe i don't know whenever they went off handheld they got bad yeah yeah but this one looks promising okay rune factory five Anyway, mm-hmm. Rune Factory 5, okay. so that's cool. To There's switch, also a new yeah. okay. Disgaea, Disgaea 6, mm-hmm. Defiance of Destiny, so that looks cute and interesting. Um, also, is SMT5 coming out this next year? Supposed this to year? be. Supposed, Supposed to be, to be. Yeah. Okay, so SMT5, yeah, that's, yeah. that's, that, that's on my list, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And lastly, which is going to make me go back and actually play, finish playing Baldur's Gate on Switch, mm. uh, Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. That's coming out. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's going to be really good. <laughs> Shoot, you're right. Mm. Okay. It's, it's funny. See? For as long as I've known, I've known you, like those, like the first half of those franchises you listed are like all, when I see those, I'm like, those are Renee games. Yep. <laughs> Renee. They got them yep. all coming out mm-hmm, this year. Mm-hmm, so that's mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, for mine, it's tough because there's like, like, there are a lot of things coming out next year. A lot of things that have been pushed that I want to see. But if I have to say most, I would say, um, Horizon Forbidden oh, West. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I loved Horizon Zero Dawn. Like I loved when we first got to play it at, at E3 in 2016. Uh, it all looked so gorgeous on PS4, and I'm excited to see what they can do with the power of the PS5. The only thing, I'm, the only reason I'm not like all in with Horizon Forbidden West is there. It, it, they're still going to make a PS4 version of this game, right? Which does disappoint yeah. me a little bit because I feel like they might be holding some stuff back. But they have said we're going to take full advantage of the PlayStation 5 when we design this game. If Ghost of Tsushima had come out as a PS5 launch game, mm-hmm. and it was also on PS4, and okay. you had played it on PS5. Would sure. you have felt the same way? Honestly, probably yes. But since we were in that situation, that's a good point. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a really yeah. good counterpoint. So I'm really excited for that game. I love the first one. Like it's just such a cool like story and setting. Yeah. And I'm a I'm a big fan of post-apocalyptic like subgenre, and this is like. Really post post apocalyptic right. like um I just love dinosaurs yeah. Yeah. yeah robot dinosaurs and can't wait to see the broken Golden Gate Bridge again because I'm sure we're <laughs> gonna go to San Francisco. What about this? 
Game opens mm-hmm. present day. Oh shit! Oh. On the Golden Gate Bridge, <gasps> it explodes. Yep, and then oh, and a millennia later, yeah, and then the Mothman, Stegosaurus, yeah, or the Stegosaurus is there present day and he's not a robot <laughs> yet. Uh, I do have a couple of honorable mentions. One is Back for Blood. Yep, yes. <laughs> I, I want to play that with friends, and also Ratchet and Clank are Rift Apart. Yeah, everything I've seen that game looks really gorgeous, and I think they're going to do some cool stuff I'm with the PS5. Yeah, yeah, but I'm actually really looking forward to that because I think running on a PS5, it's going to look great. Oh, yeah, and absolutely. They're going to do some cool shit with the portals and the dimensions. And yeah, like absolutely. Yeah. Um, so th- those are my most anticipated games. I wonder if we'll year. get Breath of the Wild 2 this year. That That's a big question mark. Uh, Nintendo's weird because they're always super secretive. But, like, the conspiracy theory part of me wants to think they're holding all these games back because we're going to switch pro Ooh. in 2021, and you got to have a Breath of the Wild 2, and you got to have a Bayonetta 3, and you got to have a whatever that can really I'll, take advantage of the better hardware. I'll it's buy true. all those things. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will buy those things. Metroid Prime 4, you know, all this stuff. Like, all these big releases, you yeah. win. Like, where is it? Maybe they want more power, or maybe to have better parity with the other two it's machines. I got to go back to Breath of the Wild and actually. Find my love of the game. That's, mm-hmm. Melissa I, has been you know, into some Breath of the Wild. I'm really bad at that game, yeah. which has impeded my enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's a bad game. It's a phenomenal No, it's game. a great game. You mm-hmm. just need to stop making things break so often. I don't mind that. <laughs> I actually don't mind the breaking, because I can just pick up some shit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a it's a mechanic. That but it makes me to... never want to use my good stuff, because I just hoard it until the end, and I finish the game, and you're like, oh, I didn't use any of my good stuff, because Alfredo's going to break. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I just keep dying. Like, I'm yeah. dying over and over mm-hmm. again. I'm really bad at this game. <laughs> That game came out around the same time as Horizon Zero Dawn yeah, did, like so it'd be funny later. if like, the sequel comes out around the same time as Horizon I think I was, West. I was working in uh, Monroe. Yeah. Uh, or wait, no, I was in Shreveport. <laughs> this would have been March, right? Yeah, I was in Shreveport. And I brought my PlayStation 4 up there mm-hmm. to play Horizon. Yeah. And then, like a week later, that's when Breath of the Wild came out. I was like, well, yep. oh, this is just as good. So yeah, I just and I dropped bring, I don't have to bring a PS4 with me. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so that's it. We did we it. Did it. 2020 is officially over. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, a lot of great stuff going forward into 2021. Um, we've had rumblings internally of some other ideas and shows that I always say we're going to bring, and some of them don't come don't come out. But I think we've got some stuff in the pipeline that's exciting, some stuff I definitely want to try out. Uh, a lot of great games yeah. coming that we don't even know about, hopefully. Uh, you know, Send us, again... Send us your top picks for 2020. Also, send us your most anticipated for 2021. Yeah, Gamer Express at gmail.com. Um, so that's it. Renee, Stephen, John Michael, as always, thank you for joining me this evening. Everyone out there, thank you so much for supporting us all throughout 2020. And we hope to have a strong 2021 for you going forward. Yeah. So until then, be good to each other out there. We'll see you next time. Yeah.